I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to another episode of Couch Talks, which is a bonus episode of You Need Therapy podcast and Couch Talks comes out every Wednesday and it's where I answer your questions. You email in and then You Need Therapy, the normal episode comes out every Monday. If you guys have questions you want me to answer, you can send them to Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at You Need Therapy podcast dot com. I do want to say if some of you guys are like, oh, I sent in a question a long time ago. She hasn't answered it. Some questions I'm saving for actual episodes because there's too much detail to go in them. I know there's some questions that I've gotten about trauma and memories and trauma bonds and those I'm saving for full on episodes. Hopefully I can get one of those episodes out pretty soon. But today we are going to answer a couple questions that I have ready that you guys have sent in and the first one, and by the way, I'm keeping all of these questions anonymous, even though I know some of you guys don't really care, but I'm just, for the safety of everybody, I'm just going to keep them all anonymous unless there's a reason that I would need to share somebody's identity. We're just going to make them kind of blanket. And plus also I get a lot of questions that are very similar. And so I kind of jumble them into the same question and kind of paraphrase some of them together. So that being said, this question comes from an anonymous listener and it says, I am about to start going to therapy this month and I really struggle with being vulnerable. I'm very much a, hey, this happened to me, but I'm fine type of person. I don't like to make a big deal out of things, so I downplay them. I'm going to therapy because I know I genuinely need healing, so I was wondering if you have any advice on how to be vulnerable with my therapist. This is such a good question. 
I'm going to start with like therapy is so weird. Like it is so, so weird. You're literally paying somebody to listen to every detail of your life that most people in your life don't know. And it feels like you should tell them all the things right off the bat. But just with any other relationship, it's okay for it to take a little time. I think there's usually a lot of nerves and intake sessions because you don't really know what to expect, especially if you've never been to therapy. But you don't really know what to expect as far as what's the therapist going to be like? What's her like temperament? Is she warm? Is she kind of distant? And does she just nod a lot? Does, does she talk a lot? And so I want to start out with therapy as a weird process. So give yourself some grace in the opening up part. Tell your therapist you're nervous or afraid. Most of the time we know, like nerves in first sessions are pretty obvious. And just in any session, actually, it's pretty obvious, especially once you start to get to know the person. So I would just like name the elephant in the room, right? So right off the bat, hey, I'm nervous. Hey, I don't really know how to be vulnerable. It's part of the reason I'm here. Be patient with yourself. Ask your therapist questions. So I tell everybody that in the first session of like, I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions and it's okay if you ask some to me too. I might not always answer them because sometimes it wouldn't benefit you or it might hurt you if I answer them, but you have the ability to ask questions too. And so you might ask her even like, Hey, I'm really nervous. I don't know how to be vulnerable. Do you have any tips? Ask her and just even starting that conversation can help you let go of some of that stuff. Also allow this to come in pieces. You don't have to get through your whole life story or every deep, dark fear or every single thing in the first session or the second or the third. I have clients that I've been seeing for years and it's like, oh, I just learned something new like this week. And that's okay. Like allow stuff to come in pieces and vulnerability isn't spilling your guts. Vulnerability is more than just telling somebody something. Vulnerability isn't just telling somebody information or facts or stories. Vulnerability has a lot more in it than that. And so, I mean, vulnerability might end up being like silent for you guys or not talking or not making comments or not having to figure things out. And and so allow all that stuff to come in pieces. You will grow. I think the relationship with a therapist is really cool because a lot of us want to rush relationships or we want to push relationships away. And part of the relationship with your therapist is you learn how to like gradually become close to her or him. I also want to remind you that your therapist isn't your friend, which can get kind of confusing sometimes, but they don't have to approve of you. They don't have to agree with everything you say. They're there to be somebody that can show up as a stable human and help you kind of like pull things apart and and put them back together. It's their job to hear people's deepest, darkest insecurities and secrets. And the reality is, Whatever you're going to start talking about and working through with your therapist or whatever you're afraid to say, the therapist has probably heard that in some form or fashion before. And I don't say that to say that like therapists don't care. We do care deeply. It's that you're, there's not much somebody can say to shock me or that somebody is going to say to me, and I'm going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like that doesn't happen that often, especially if you have a therapist that's been working for a while. And so, yeah, just give yourself some grace in the fact that you're probably not the only one dealing with the things that you're dealing with. That's why we have jobs. Good luck with your vulnerability journey. And okay, second question. 
I heard you say that whatever we use to numb our response is our way of acknowledging that our world is jacked up or broken in your episode on addiction. My question is, how do you address the true issue of our world being broken without coming to the conclusion that if we can't change the world we are in, we have to either change ourselves or exit the world? It seems after listening to the podcast, there's just not a good choice or conclusion. Hopefully on a follow-up Q&A episode, you can address this and how we can properly view the broken world we are in so we don't have to numb the experience. Okay, this is such a good question and almost one that I wanted to make a full episode out of, but I'm going to just answer this the best I can in a concise way. My first thought is coping. The first thing we have to do is, is look at how to cope in a healthy way and Addiction is a way to cope in a way that at some point becomes unhealthy or not helpful for us. And so the first thing is to introduce and work on some coping mechanisms that can allow us to get into our logical brain and act not so much out of our emotion all of the time or even bring those two brains together. So the first step is how do I cope with feelings that the world brings? So then how can I regulate myself to respond instead of react? And then the second part then becomes, okay, what do I do about my feelings and about the world? A lot of my work comes from me personally realizing how screwed up the world is in certain areas and where I want to make a change. And that's why I fight so hard around the things that I care about, especially when it comes to eating disorders and body image and diet culture and just addiction in general. Now, this goes into feelings and how our feelings are tools that we should pay attention to and listen to. So I look at feelings as guides and they kind of tell us what we need rather than the bad guys. And when we look at it that way, we no longer are trying to shut our feelings down or off in numbing. We are looking at, okay, what is this feeling telling me that I'm needing? It's almost like these feelings are good things. Even though they don't feel good, this feeling is good, if that makes any sense. If we numb, nothing will change. However, if we listen to our feelings, then we can begin to attempt the change. It doesn't happen overnight, but we can, at least we have a shot of getting somewhere. So to wrap that all up, the first thing again, I want to say is like coping. So learn how to self-regulate ourselves so we can look at responding instead of reacting to the world. And then once we're regulated, we can tune into what are my feeling and then look at my feelings, whether it's sadness or or hurt or gladness or shame or anxiety or fear, if I'm looking at that feeling and asking, what is this telling me? And I have a whole episode on feelings. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's called All of the Feelings. And I think that that might put some more context into what I'm talking about. Now, usually I only do two questions, but this week I'm going to do three because I'm getting a lot of questions about recommendations for books. And I've gotten some questions from students that are in grad school for to be counselors or therapists. And I've gotten a lot of questions just from y'all wanting to know more about attachment or anything. And I actually have a page on my website that is all book recommendations. So if you go to unitherapypodcast.com and then there is a resources page. I have some of my favorite books separated by subject. So there's a couple on there about attachment. There's one on addiction, Enneagram, body image. And so if you're wanting some book recommendations, go ahead and head there. And there's links to go get them from Amazon. So it's super easy. I will say if you're looking at attachment, one of my favorites is the attachment effect. And it looks at attachment through every single part of your life, relationships, family, work, everything. And so I really love that one. 
And then the one on addiction that I love is In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts by Gabor Mate. And some of my favorite books on body image and eating disorders are Life Without Ed. That's probably my go-to. Body Respect is a really good book. And then Trauma. Oh, there's so many. But my favorites is The Body Keeps the Score. I do want to say that book can be super triggering. So if you're working through a lot of trauma right now and you, your body is having a lot of reactions to that, that's probably not the thing that you want to go to. Yeah. So if you want to look at any of those books, go ahead to youneedtherapypodcast.com slash resources and uh, you should see all of those there. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Couch Talks. Thank you again for everybody who sent a question in. And again, if you guys have questions, send them to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. I love every time I get a question, I read it personally first. It's literally coming to my inbox. And I also just wanted to say thank you. I'll probably continue to say thank you to everybody who's been so supportive in the last couple of weeks as Amy launched the network, the Amy Brown Podcast Network. And we've gotten a bunch of new listeners and a new group of audience members. And it's really exciting to see that. So as always, I would love if you guys would like and subscribe and rate and comment on this podcast. It's really helpful for us to gain more visibility so more people can gain the information we're trying to spread. Thank you to everybody who's done that. It means so much to me. Every time I see a new review, I'm like, yeah, yay. Even if it's constructive, I think that we need that. And as a human, I'm very open to being imperfect. And so I fully embrace some of the constructive criticism I have been given and hopefully that helps the podcast get even better so tell us what you like tell us what you don't like and I will talk to you guys again on Monday this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.